We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principle. I am excited to be here with you today. Last month, I talked about the TBD framework for making career decisions. And as I teased at the end of that episode, if you were paying attention close, I was evaluating a current opportunity for myself. Today, I want to walk you through my thought process using this TBD framework. First, a little review, because maybe you don't listen to every single episode. Gasp! How could you? TBD stands for Tribe, Brand, and Domain. I learned about it because a friend shared this article on LinkedIn with me called Tribe, Brand, Domain, How to Think About Building Career. The author's name is David Boyce. This strategy is effective in evaluating where you currently are in your career and can also be used to evaluate a specific position. The tribe part refers to the people that you are working with, who you're surrounded by, etc. I had a job just after I graduated high school and I did not like the people I was around. The owner seemed super shady, I never trusted my paychecks were right, my coworkers were negative and vulgar, and I knew I didn't want to be around all of that in the long term. In this new position I'm looking at currently, though, I thought, who will be there? Who are the people that I'll work closely with? Thankfully, I've known the company for several years, almost six actually, and I've had many interactions so I could feel reasonably confident that I would be surrounded by great people. In fact, if I had to identify the people that I would want to work with, several of them are already employed at this company. That's a good sign, right? I know people who have left the company, and I have seen how there is still respect for those people. They weren't tossed to the wind when they left. Articles and videos by those people are still up, still promoted, and they're still relevant. In thinking of the kind of people I want to be around, these people seem like my tribe. Honestly, the hardest part of being out on my own for the last two years is that I haven't really had a tribe. Well, I have. It's just been very, very small. I've been fortunate to work with great districts and great principals all around the country, 
but those have not been working side by side with people on the same things. I've been extremely fortunate to be able to work with Dr. Courtney Orr on some specific projects over the last several months as well, and that has just been awesome. I realized that one thing that was lacking in my current solopreneur efforts was having a tribe and being part of a team. I'm part of a coaching program, so I have some peers, but they're all working on their own stuff, and I've really missed working collaboratively on specific projects with people. The next piece is brand. It's not just like name brand recognition. It is really about, do they align with my own personal brand? In the article, David Boyce asked if you would be excited to talk about this company at holiday parties and over the weekend hanging out with your friends. Are you excited to say that you work for this company? Well, the exciting part for this company is that I have been consistently positive talking about them for the last several years here on the podcast and in other places. I've referred many people to them for resources and support. Furthermore, I've also seen how this company works firsthand. I worked with them when I was a principal up in Fairbanks, Alaska. I know their value, their work ethic, and their contribution. All of those things align with my brand. In fact, when I was talking with someone about this the other day, I said, I can't think of a company more aligned with who I am that isn't my own company. Honestly, when I left the principalship two years ago, I was pretty certain I wouldn't work for anybody besides myself ever again. But then I found this TBD framework and I thought about things a little more strategically. Part of this brand piece is what kind of impact it enables me to make. As you may know, I want to impact the lives of 100 million students in the next 10 years. That's a big task. I want to make a bigger impact than I'm currently making. Could I make a bigger impact with a company that is already making a big impact? I think so. Another part of my brand is that I want to learn constantly. I have gaps in my own capabilities and I want to improve them. I've thought long and hard about how to improve them. I could spend more time and energy learning academically and through coaches, or I can work with someone and learn by doing. Which of those aligns with my personal brand? I've learned just about everything I know by doing. This podcast is a perfect example of that. I've learned so much by doing this that it is crazy. Ironically, this podcast is also an example of learning by seeking mentors and coaching as well. The interviews that I have done have always been about finding a solution to a problem that I or one of my clients was having in the moment. Basically, I felt that I could go either way, more private coaching or working with someone else or joining this company. Either way, I could still make growth happen, which is what I want. I want to grow. That leads to the third part of the framework, domain. What do I actually want to get good at? I want to get better at thinking strategically at a high level. I want to get better at looking at district-level solutions, not just school-level solutions. This company really only operates at the district level. Furthermore, I want to know how a larger-than-me small business operates. This is not a one-man shop, but it is a lot bigger than I am on my own. What I would like to see is greater opportunity in understanding how to make things work at a bigger scale. It's one thing for me to serve schools by myself with no or little support. It's another thing to serve districts with tens of thousands of students with a team behind you. I've been doing well in my entrepreneurial journey. I've been able to support my family, but I'm learning more and more that I don't really want it to be just me. I want a team. I want a tribe. As I always do, I'm going to look at this back, look back at this later and think, how quaint I sound, <laughs> but that's just what happens when you grow. 
Now, before I get to my final decision after evaluating this through the TBD framework, I want to share something that I am sponsoring, which is the Equity Awards. Transformative Principles proud to sponsor the inaugural Excellence in Equity Awards presented by the American Consortium for Equity in Education. This award program, designed to spotlight and celebrate high-impact work across K-12 education, features 27 different award categories covering all angles of equity. Ten categories for educators and support staff from every role in our schools, and 17 categories for companies and nonprofits. I'm sponsoring the leadership category, naturally. Educators of all roles and backgrounds, including school and district leaders, technology leadership, teachers, mental health professionals, librarians, and media specialists, and more, can self-nominate or nominate a colleague. All companies and nonprofits, including publishers and authors, can submit nominations as well. You can find all the information at ace-ed.org slash awards. That's ace-ed.org slash awards. Get your nominations in before June 30th. Now, back to my exciting news. As you have probably guessed by now, this new position fills all the criteria using TBD. Naturally, I used other criteria as well. It's remote, so I don't have to move again. The compensation is fair, benefits are good, and there's room for growth. Perhaps most importantly for me right now is the idea of making a bigger impact by working with whole districts. I love my work with principals who are in my mastermind, but as I have just completed spending a year with the district in Wisconsin, I can see how much more powerful it is to work with the whole system and support them in making those changes. The services they provide are in line with what I want to be talking about in education as well. Their flagship service is personalized learning, which I absolutely love. They also do surveys, effectively, strategic planning, responsive leadership, which is almost as good as transformative leadership, teacher retention, data culture, and more. And, obviously, because I'm a man of faith, I prayed and pondered to see if this was the right move for me. It is, for sure. I am excited to announce today that I am the newest partner at Education Elements. You can learn more about what they do at edelements.com. One of the things I'm most excited about with Ed Elements is that they're doing so much good in education. I want to dive in a bit deeper to some of the things they do so that you can call me up and say, Jethro, let's do this together. First, personalized learning. If you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that I believe that personalizing learning for our students is the best way to educate. My flavor of personalized learning is student-driven learning, and Ed Elements has been doing this work for years, and they do great work. I worked with them on this in Fairbanks as a principal, and they made a huge mindset shift accessible to teachers who had been teaching for decades, as well as those brand new to the profession. In my mind, so many things that we are really grappling with in education can be solved by personalized learning. Teacher shortages, trauma, SEL, equity, and so many more things can be gathered up into a personalized learning approach. Think about it. If we are personalizing learning for our students, we naturally bring so many of these other areas into it for them. For example, in the district I'm working with in Wisconsin, one of the teachers said the particular student was overwhelmed by the choices she had and just wanted to be told what to do. I'm sure you've heard of that before. The teacher commented how she had no idea before that this girl was struggling with anxiety. The way school was set up before didn't decrease her anxiety, but it didn't open a door to address it or work on it. The beauty is that now this teacher knows, knows the signs, and can help the student and others in the future. That's just one example of how personalized learning really helps with all these other areas. 
The second area I want to talk about is strategic planning. Usually with strategic planning, we know that as a put all this work into something, then put it on the shelf to never look at it again. In rare instances, a few select inner circle members of the district may know what the strategic plan is, but nobody else knows why we're doing all this stuff. With education elements, they do things a bit differently. First, it's not a template that the district just follows. I was in a district where that is exactly what we did, and let me tell you, that was no fun for anybody. Not even the presenter was enjoying her time saying the same exact thing she'd said a hundred times before, knowing that all we were going to do was put it on a shelf. Each school district's plan is as unique as that school district. It has to be, right? What is the point of being just another cookie-cutter school district? There isn't one. So there are several different approaches why you might need a strategic plan. Did your enrollment go down because of the pandemic? Did your enrollment go up because of the pandemic? Is there a new superintendent or school board and we now have different priorities? Do you want to have more innovation in your district but don't know how to capture that? and see what innovation really looks like. One school board that I know of really wanted innovation in their district. They kept saying innovation, innovation, but they didn't know what that actually looked like. But they wanted to feel like they were innovative. By doing a strategic plan, they were able to define what innovation looked like and make some positive steps in that direction. The third service I want to talk about for Med Elements is community surveys. And this is school community, not just like parents and students, but could be teachers, could be other staff within the school. Surveys can be very powerful. One of my mastermind clients recently complained about a survey that her school district administered with an outside company. One of the anonymous questions was, do you trust your principal? Of course, she got some responses that indicated she wasn't trusted. But she didn't know how to deal with those responses because they were anonymous and the question was so broad there was really no way to explain what trust meant in that situation. The good thing about education elements is that they combine the professional development with the surveys so that when there are deficits, you can actually do something about those deficits, which is a beautiful thing. They do some other things a little differently. There's a way to ask questions to get at what people really think about something. An anonymous vague, do you trust your principal, leaves way too many things out there in the ether. So these surveys are, as with everything else at Ed Elements, focused on the specific needs of the district, not just pulling from a random question bank, or worse, the same questions for every single school, even if they don't apply to that particular school. Another service that Ed Elements provides is responsive leadership. Of course, this is an area where I am really excited to contribute. As Todd Whitaker says, when the principal coughs, the school gets a cold. The same goes for the district-level leadership as well. As I've said hundreds of times on this podcast, leadership is lonely, it's tough, and leaders need support. Especially in education where we are great teachers and maybe not so great at being managers, leaders, visionaries, or inspirers. Is that even a word, inspirers? But leaders have to be all these things and more. There are some other areas of what education elements does, like data culture, teacher retention, custom curriculum, and more. I'm just so excited to start on this new journey. If you're listening to this and you'd like to work with me more, you can reach out to me at my new work email address, jethro at edelements.com. I hope I can help you make a huge impact in your students' lives. Thanks for listening to Transformative Principle. In closing, we've got some great interviews coming out this month. 
I'm really excited for what we've got. Let me do a quick little update. This month, we are going international. First, next week, we're going to talk with Jorge Ruiz, who is the head of school in the Dominican Republic. And man, there's just a lot of really great stuff that he's talking about. He's talking about real relationships, how to be an effective leader in a school with so many different nationalities, you wouldn't even believe it. After that, we're going to talk about uh, Michael Lysenblatt, um, who is from Australia, and he's going to talk about high-performance leaders and creating a positive culture. And then at the end of the month, we're going to talk with Brioni Scott, who is the head of school at an all-girls school in Brisbane, Australia. And uh, you're just going to love this conversation. She is really an inspiring woman. And in this episode with her, we are going to talk about stereotypes, um, the difference between educating men and women, and mental health, and how we have pathologized adolescence. Deep stuff. It's going to be three great interviews coming at you this month, and I'm excited for you to hear from all these international experts. This show grows because you share it. So please take a minute and share this episode with someone who might be looking at a career change to inspire them to make the choice that works best for them. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE.